Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson here with my fellow host, fellow nerd, fellow friend, Matt O'Hara. Hey, what's going on, man? I'm just kind of getting through the week, getting ready for my Thursday night football. Going to go down to Cleveland Browns Stadium, watch my Browns beat the Jets. Nice. Can't wait to watch that color rush. Browns color rush jerseys look pretty sweet. They are um, brown, all brown. A little bit of orange. With just orange, no white. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. I like my jerseys. look a little poopy. Yeah, it looks like a, a little, little Fanta on top. Bunch of Mr. Hankies running around. <laughs> ha! Howdy ho! I want to score a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, me too. Let's get with it. Hopefully they don't play like it. Uh, mm. Be a Browns fan. You don't even know my struggles. Um, so here we are, getting ready for week three of the fantasy football season. It's cruising right along, man. As it always it, does. As it always does. Yeah. It always does. Some of you are already out of it, you know. But you were out of it before you even got into it. Because your team's dirty. But hopefully your your uh, your illusion of grandeur is dis- <laughs> dissolving. I mean, some teams you just know. Like I'm in a, I'm in this league with uh he's a, he's another writer Riley Blymaster, and he was trying to get Deshaun Watson off me in a super flex league, and he he sent me. He's like, "What do you want for Deshaun Watson? I'll give you this, this, you know, like a, a 19 first, two 19 first, a 19 second, a 20 20 first, and 20 20 second. I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. I don't really want to do that for Deshaun. Really, maybe. I said, let me look at your team. And I was like, oh, giggity, go. I mean, he literally had nobody on his team. Like, nobody. Like, it was just a whole bunch of nobody. So I'm like, dude, that team's in rough shape. He's like, I got a plan. I got a plan. I'm like, uh. your plan should be hold all those draft picks because you're going to need them, <laughs> son. He's like, well, I got a plan. It worked before. I'm like, I don't know what that plan is, but rebuilding's fun. You've been there. I have been there. Uh, we, were just, we were just discussing that uh, pre-show. We were. So let's get into the show. Let's get into the week two, what's happened. We'll look. We'll look ahead. Make some uh, look at some things here. At the end of the show, we'll go through the top twelve players at each position. Uh, maybe we'll do that for the rest of the year. Even possibly. sure, we'll see. Well, we'll see because at the end of the year get, it might get a little stale. Yeah, yeah, we won't do it at the end of the year because we can't say buy or sell, and it's week twelve. Like, oh, uh, since Chris Thompson's running back four overall, are you buying it? Yeah, I'm buying a bitch. He's been doing it all year long. He's got ninety five catches in week twelve. What do you think he's going to do? He's going to break the all time right receiving record. Him and Christian McCaffrey up against it. Him, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Squam Barkley catching mad balls. Whoa. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Got all kind of porn jokes for that one. Yes, they're. they're it's just... right up my repertoire. I set him up and knock him down. But not today, man. Not today. We're keeping it clean. This is my Bible show. Yeah. Gonna keep it super clean. You all know right. what I said, bitch. I was totally referring to a female dog. Female dog, not a swear word. Yes. I have a female dog. Cutest little bitch I've ever seen in my life. That's right. Love that bitch. Um, So, of course, there's some injuries. Right. Like we said last week, every week we'll be out here announcing some injuries because every week somebody gets hurt. Good news is nobody's out for the year. Right. Kind of actually. That's actually surprising. Quietly, Matt, this has been the healthiest offseason I can remember ever. We well, lost Hunter Henry. I was going to say, yeah, because you don't know Hunter Henry. But he, dude, he's out there running a brace already. He might, be, <laughs> he might win me a championship somewhere. Yeah, base. He might be back for the playoffs. So he wasn't even out for the year. They're like, oh, he's out for the year. Like, not so fast, Adam Schefter. This dude's not even on IR. But besides that, I mean, Jerick McKinnon, we lost. But usually, like, by now, there's, like, a big name. You know, like Allen Robinson, no doubt. But there's somebody that's gone forever sure. for the rest of the year. Right now, we don't have that. 
but we do have some boo-boos. It's still early. All right, let me and get out. probably the... just jinxed my entire team, so I, thanks. I hope so, because we're in a lot of leagues together. So I hope your whole team gets syphilis. <laughs> um, so we do got to get the first aid kick. There was some boo-boos. Um, not long-term, but enough to hinder your team. Right. Because, listen, four weeks missing, that's a third of the season, son. It sure is. That's a lot of time. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Time is not on our side when it comes to fantasy football. We need you every minute, every snap. Get out there. Do it for your family and do it for my fantasy team. You tell I need him. you. You tell him, Mick Jagger. I need you, Joe. Yeah. I need you, Joe Mixon. Right on. Come back to me, baby. Come on back. But you're gone. You're Two doing, to four weeks. You're doing so good. What's he got? What is it? A little loose particle in his knee? Yeah, he had something. Yeah, loose particle removed from his knee. So it sounds like it was probably a little bit of the meniscus or something that they just needed to get in there and... Dude, put a leash on that particle. Right. Keep it in the yard. Uh-huh. Come on, Joe. So he's out for a little bit. In comes Gio Bernard. Maybe we'll get a little Mark Walton action even out there, too. I mean, Listen, I would imagine they, they're going to have to. Going to have to. Yeah, because he's been in healthy and active the first two weeks. But yeah, but that doesn't really excite me because Mark Walton's not really like an excellent in-between-the-tackles runner. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll find out, right? Because Gio is not an excellent in-between-the-tackles guy, so they're going to have to have somebody run up in between those tackles. I think Gio's not that bad between the tackles, actually. Like, mm. I think he's okay. Like, I, he's not great. He's a little smaller guy, but he's not, like... Like, every time he gets the ball, I'm like, eh, I'm surprised I'm giving the ball a little bit more. I'm curious to see what Walton does, because I thought he was... I mean, I know he's a smaller guy. He's only around 200, 205 pounds or something like that, but he, I thought he played with a little bit uh, more of an edge than than a smaller guy would normally play with. So I'm I'm actually interested to see how he does between the tackles. I'm definitely interested. I'm not overly excited. Okay. You know that song, Pump Up the Jams? Yes. How about you pump up the passes to Geo a little bit more, buddy, because that's what he's going to be doing. He's going to be catching some footballs a little bit more. And Dalton's little value going to get a little bump here because we're going to throw the ball even a little bit more. Hmm. I'm liking it. Uh, but Joe Mixon's gone. Yep. Only for two to four weeks. Two to four weeks. If you had to guess, two to four weeks is going to be two, three, or four weeks. I would say four. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to go right to the edge of that. I'm I'm going to answer this question for everybody. I'm just going to bust out the crystal ball. Oh, nice. There we go. Hello, balls. Oh, God. <laughs> How long would Joe Mixon be out Uh, the Bengals lineup? Well, oh, four weeks. Four weeks. You are correct, sir. I was. All right, moving on, shall we? Um, I'm going to salute the balls right here just because we might need them later. A lot of stuff going on. A lot here. of stuff. You never know. This what is need. dynasty, and we do want to know the future. Right. I mean, not everybody can predict the future. Not everybody can tell you, you know, Ronald Jones is going to suck, or uh, Devontae Freeman's kind of time's up, or you know, all kinds of things that we're going to talk about. Or Squam Barkley's going to catch a lot of footballs. So that's where his real value is going to be. We need crystal balls for things like that. Right. So, and I have them here. So we're blessed. We're the only podcast that actually has working crystal balls. Anybody else does? Psh, tell them to get off these balls. Balls. All right. Yeah. All right, moving on. So Devonta Freeman's going to miss some time. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it could be up to a month now with with his latest knee injury. It sounds like it was almost a reaggravation of the the knee injury from last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, it sounds like a a bone bruise type of thing. Ooh. Um, but it, it it sounded like maybe it was like a reaggravation of the MCL PCL injury he had last year. Yeah, that's not good. That's no bueno. So that yeah, that's a little bit a uh, little bit tricky of a situation. It was something that kind of zapped his. Um, I guess explosiveness last year. So to me, this is somewhat worrisome um, as a Devonte Freeman owner. Yeah, he's somebody I told you a couple of weeks ago. I was like, God, I don't believe in Dante, Devonte Freeman anymore. I'm kind of, I'm kind of all out on him. And you're like, oh, well, yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. And no, I've been leaning that way as well. I yeah, mean, like uh, leaning like Tower of Pisa, leaning or like Michael Jackson. Uh, uh, what's that video? 
uh, smooth criminal, smooth criminal leaning. leaning. Yeah. Um, did you start at Pisa? I was I was at least at Pisa. Yeah. And now, and now I'm you're like, like Annie, I'm, are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Right. Are you okay, Annie? Oh my God, he's gonna fall over. Smooth criminal. <laughs> um, yeah. So Devontae Freeman, man, I am, I am officially as of right now, as of today, all out. Okay. Hundred percent out. As in, I think his hashtag two to three year window has officially hashtagged up. It is gone. The movement's passed. Uh, I am trying to trade him. When he does come back, I'm hoping he does a little something, something, so I get a little something, something on the side. But I think his value's all up. I'm going to try and float him. Obviously, not this week for value. Right. right. Um, but going the next week as he starts to get closer to come back, as other people need running back help because of injuries, as the rumors of him starting to come back and people get excited about him coming back, I am going to start saying, hey, you know what? Turns out I don't need. I I just lost him for a couple of weeks. I don't even need him after all. So I've been I've been you know, fine without him. I I'm just gonna go ahead and sell him to you for a discount. Just give me a twenty twenty first. That's it, baby. That's all I want, baby. You know that's two years down the road. By then you'll have won two championships. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be as late. I mean we're pretty much talking about the thirteenth pick. It's like a high second rounder. You're really giving me right, buddy. No, what you don't believe in yourself? Get out the league then. <laughs> we don't need your kind in here. <laughs> Such a pessimist. But oh. I think he's done, man. I think I was worried about him coming in at the end of last year, coming the year. I was worried about him coming into the season this year. Even before he got hurt, hasn't looked like his old self there. Tevin Coleman, if, I, if I'm if i the Falcons, like I'm like, hey, Tevin, you want a couple more bucks? Stick around for a couple more years? I mean, obviously, uh, Tevin's the faster of the two, you know, so he, uh, he definitely looks more explosive, especially, you know, coming off. You know, we've only had one game. It's a very small sample size so far this year to really make a judgment on Devontae Freeman, but Tevin Coleman just looks faster than him. And oh, he kind of always has, but Devontae yeah. Freeman, you know, he won with, like, burst and, and ability to kind of break through and run through little tackle, like arm tackles and stuff like that. So, Would we'll a first-round pick get Devontae Freeman off your team today? Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right, you heard it here. You heard it from the horse's mouth. Yep. What you, go ahead, Mr. Ed. Tell him again. Nay. <laughs> that means no, you won't oh, do it. Oh, yay. yay. <laughs> you sound like one of those old white guys with one of those white wigs on there from 1776. <laughs> Who passes this and wants to tell England to kiss our ass? Yay. <laughs> Is that a goat? A goat it sounded, it sounded a little goat boyish. Yeah. Jew. Jew. Like a goat man I over could, there. I can do a little bit of goat boy. Here, I guess so. Um, so all points bulletin sell Devontae Freeman. It's and honestly, just sell him and try and get something good out of it. I mean, right. if you can't get a first, maybe you get a player. Maybe that team has excess. At, say say they don't want to give you the first, but they need to run him back, but they have excess at wide receivers, and one of those receivers is like a young Antonio Callaway. You know, I'm like, okay, I'll take Antonio Callaway for Devontae Freeman. Why not? That that, that gamble is worth it. You know, I, I, I see a – it's like you're rolling a six-sided die – all of them have stars on them, but one of them is a skull. Most likely you're going to land on a star when it comes to Antonio Callaway. Sure. Guys out there catching Hail He's Marys. He's looking awesome, yeah. He's so fast. He is. Uh, I, I thought there was no shot of him catching the pass that he caught, and there he was speeding his way to it. Third fastest time clocked in the NFL this season. First two fastest oh, really? times, Tyree Kill. Nice. Tyree Kill. But it was the third fastest. It was like 21 point something miles an hour or something like that. Maybe even faster, like 24.6. I was going to say Tyreek's probably like 28, 29, 30. Oh, whatever that gazelle can do. <laughs> Guy glides on grass or so fast. You know, whatever it is. Yep. Um, so, yeah, Devonta Freeman. Adios. Arrivederci. 
Ciao. Moving on, Marcus Mariota. I have written down he has a bad case of elbonitis. Elbonitis. Yes, E L B O W N I T I S. Sounds serious. Elbonitis. Yeah. Uh, what that actually, the definition is, if you look that up, is I don't know because I'm doing a podcast right now. I don't have time to use a dictionary. All right. Elbonitis. He's got it. How bad is it? I don't know, but it sounds pretty serious. I mean, Blaine Gabbert had to start. He couldn't grip. Pretty a, serious. He couldn't grip a football last week. Ooh. Um, we'll see. I mean, I would imagine elbonitis doesn't sound like a long term injury. I don't know, but if you're gonna put Blaine Gabbert out there, things are pretty pretty serious. But if a pitcher had elbonitis, I'd be concerned that Tommy John surgery was coming. We'll that, see. I that sounds like a lead in right to Tommy. Right. Like, oh, you got elbonitis. Nice knowing you. See you in two years, son. So obviously, elbonitis is serious. Yeah, but he's in Mariota. Like, do you even believe? Like at this point, like at this point, like sometimes people say, like a lot of people linger when it comes to dynasty fantasy football. And a lot of people hold out hope for a long time. Do you think Marcus Mariota is going to be a good NFL quarterback? Like above, like above average. The only it would be the long road there. Do you know what I mean? It would be like the Alex Smith route to becoming a relevant quarterback. Like I think he'll have to bounce around to and get in with the correct coach and get into the correct system for him to be really relevant. And so maybe, maybe like maybe I got the balls here. Why even guess here? That's the only way I see it at this point. But go ahead, let's see the balls. Sweet balls. I have a very serious question here. Not just for my future, but the Lions' future, too. Will Marcus Mariota ever be an above-average NFL quarterback? The balls have a thumbs-down photo. I mean, a simple yes or no would have been suffice. Right, uh, right, because what if you're upside down? That could just be a thumbs-up. Yeah, yeah. So what? I'm. It's it's facing down. Yeah, sure. So I'm going to hold it to that. Well, I'm on the other side of the table from you, so this is thumbs up to me. So that's fine. Way to go, balls. <laughs> Way to confuse us. Very confusing. Yeah. First but, time they have not come through for us. It's like, it's like one of those Facebook thumbs, too. It's blue. Thanks, Weird. blue balls. Weird. Great. Moving on. Right. Another injury. Jay Ajayi. So yeah. So he came out of the game for a little while uh, this past week uh, with a little back boo-boo. And then, lo and behold... This week, uh, they signed Josh Adams off their practice squad. So, wow. So all signs that I'm reading would point to him maybe, you know, missing a little bit of time this yeah. week. All my signs point to the hospital because J.J. is always hurt. Well, he's got that chronic knee issue. Well, this is his back. And now right? this is his, his back. So. Chronic knees, chronic back. What is he, 86? Him and Marcus Mariota can go hang out together in the injury ward. Oh, you got elbow-nitis? Great, I got back nitis <laughs> And knee-nitis. Yeah, knee-nitis. <laughs> Leonitis, like from 300? No, 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 knee-nitis. <laughs> oh, oh, the Spartan knee. That sounds yeah, serious. I got that Spartan knee, got that knee-nitis. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so J.J., he's always hurt. But I've been selling, I've been telling, sell J.J., what, since he scored those couple 200-yard games? Like, yeah, so and it's not that out. we don't like his talent because he is talented, but he's a Fred Geely type of guy that's going to be a very short-term asset, yeah. I think. And if you're a Fred Geely running back, you're hashtag one-and-a-half to one-and-a-half-year window. Whoa. How long has J.J. been playing? Uh, about two years. <laughs> Time's up, baby. <laughs> As a starter, at least. Yeah. Hey, hey. Year and a half, two years. Hey, ho. You and that Neonitis has got to go. <laughs> All right, let's get in some news of the week before we get in some other stuff here, shall we? Let's do it, man. All right, so the biggest news 
coming out. Clearly. Uh, Cleveland Browns traded Josh Gordon to New England Patriots. Now listen, nobody's preached their love for Josh Gordon more than I have. But way to sell us out, you little bitch. You know, <laughs> we sit here for all this time nursing you. I did not see that Waiting coming. for you. Yeah. You know, then you show up on Saturday, the day before the game, and go, oh, my hamstring hurts. I can't play. What were you doing last night? I was doing a photo shoot. Oh, that sounds pretty sweet. All right. Well, guess what we're going to do? We're going to cut your ass because you're a dick and you're sitting here and tell us you can't play. Oh, it's just so funny. New England does a little MRI on his hamstring. Guess what's going on this hamstring? Nothing. Oh, wow. Weird. Wow. Hamstring's fine all of a sudden. Listen, I'm never going to call anybody a liar. Josh, you're a damn liar. All right. <laughs> My whole tip bit thing with this is he just didn't want to play here. No, he didn't. Yeah, I think and, it's pretty clear. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you want to play here, Josh? We only had your back for the last four years rooting for you. It's not our fault that you're addicted to stuff. And listen, I'm never going to make anybody from addiction because that stuff's real. But at the same time, it's not like we were like, we threw you under the bus. They nurtured you. They could have screwed you over with that whole like extra year of uh, ownership. They didn't do that either. What do you do? You throw us under the bus. Why? So you go play for a Super Bowl champion t- team? Dude, rumor is you don't even like football. You don't even pay attention in class. You're out there running the right, r- wrong routes. Have fun doing that in New England. Now, besides my love point of the Browns, Josh Gordon in New England is a fabulous landing spot for him. I mean, that team's got no receivers. They got Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett scored fantasy points because he's in New England. He could pick up the playbook. Philip Dorsett's not that great. Chris Hogan, he had a good week this week. Week one, caught one football. Didn't scare me. But listen, if you took Philip Dorsett and Chris Hogan, you put them together, together them, they're about, they, their talent comes up to Josh Gordon's calf. That's how much talent Josh Gordon has. And this is a tremendous spot. And what if Gronk gets hurt? This dude's going to skyrocket to start him. If this guy can actually get his brain to wrap it around his playbook, which I'm not guaranteeing because Chad Ochocinco couldn't do it. I'm not guaranteeing this. But if he does, and they're going to target him, and he can run fast and catch footballs, which I'm pretty confident that I could do, could do this dude's going to hold some value. I'm in a league. Somebody offered me a 2021st and 2022nd for Josh Gordon. And I'm like, holy shit kebabs, Matt. Somebody just offered me a 2021st and 2022nd for Josh Gordon. I've got to accept this, right? And you're like, I don't know. He's on New England now. <laughs> I don't know, man. Tough to say. This one could go either way. He could blow up and be Randy Moss. He could implode and be Chad Ochocinco and be out on the street. Yeah, and that's the thing. So hard to say. You're literally talking about two di- different spectrums of the fantasy world. You're talking about Randy Moss spectrum, one of the greatest fantasy years of all time for a receiver. And then you're talking about that complete opposite side where he's sitting on the gutter begging me for spare change. And I'm looking at him like, dude, you had all the opportunities in the world. And you're asking me for a nickel? Get your shit together, son. I don't know what to do. The problem is I would take that 2021st and a 2022nd if I only didn't have three quality receivers on my roster. So I kind of need Josh Gordon. So there you are, man. You're on the roller coaster. You're going for the ride. Strap in. It's going to be wild. Okay. What do you think is going to happen? <sighs> I mean, we just broke it down. What did we break down? The fact that it could go either way. The fact that... The, we didn't break it down. We just gave ourselves an opinion. <laughs> so so New England right now has got the... Literally has had 28, the most in the in the league transactions at the wide receiver position this year so obviously it's a revolving door they're not afraid to turn a page on a guy we all know that 
just looking back at Belichick's history. Yeah, they're catching water with a spaghetti drainer. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's one of those things. Um, it's very hard to predict whether or not he's going to be able to wrap his head around this offense, which has been notoriously hard for guys to, to pick up on. So, knowing what we know about Josh Gordon and that he doesn't study, he's not running the correct routes. Do I think he's going to be able to pull this crap off? It's going to be hard. Yes, because he'll probably get some kind of special treatment because he's so damn talented. Like that's I didn't give up much for. It. And that's the thing. He we, what, a lot of stuff has come out here the last couple times. Like he's totally relied on his athleticism to get by. He's never studied hard. Doesn't put in the time, and that's another reason why they cut him. They, he he hasn't really paid attention. Uh, that whole week, Todd came out. Todd Haley was just ripping to Hugh Jackson on Josh Gordon, saying this guy is not putting in time and not putting in effort here. And I think Todd Haley had a big reason, and we saw that on. Hard knocks when Hugh Jackson's like, oh, the Eagles landed. And Todd Haley's response was, is he in shape? Yeah. That was his only response. Right. Todd Haley's coming out saying this guy has been not, you know, not out publicly, but the reports here in Cleveland are saying Todd Haley was really upset with his week of practice. Then came in with the Saturday nonsense. And that's why I shipped him off. And he's been relying on his athleticism. But, and, but it's so hard to cut through that crap. And was that all just an act? Was he all just was he doing that crap just to get out of town? Was this his master plan? Was to get out of here, yeah. or is that Josh? Is that Josh Gordon in a nutshell? It's an enigma, man. Because again, at the same time, it's 2018. This dude's got in trouble for the last eight years, every single year. There are not, so many layers to this onion. Yeah, not even 99 percent of the time he's got in trouble. He's got in trouble 100 percent of the time right. for the last eight years, from his freshman year in college. All the way into this year right now in the NFL, he's been in trouble every single year. And we're not even talking about like, oh, this was like six months ago. Dude, freaking last week, he didn't show up to practice on Saturday, the day before the game. He didn't show up on time. He just didn't show up on time. That's a Saturday before the game. He didn't show up on time. Right before hard knocks come time, before a week before training camp's about to start, he just dips on the team because he's going to rehab. And listen, if you got to go to rehab, you got to go to rehab. But did you really? I'm just second-guessing everything. Right. This guy. It's very hard not to. Are you buying or are you selling? Well. If I came to you right now, I'm like, Matt, we're going to lead together. I got Josh Gordon. Sure. Matt, I can't handle this anymore. He broke my heart. I love him, but I can't look him at him anymore because every time I do, I get those feelings coming back, and I don't want those feelings coming back. He has got to go. I'm going to offer you Josh Gordon, but just because my heart's broken does not mean I'm going to be bent over and take it because Josh just gave it to me. And I refuse to take it again. You can only you can only do that to me once. Right. And I'll remember for the rest of my life. Unsatisfied. What are you offering? I'm I'm actually not. I'm gonna pass. I'm selling. I'm selling Josh Gordon. Yeah. I think I have them everywhere. Yeah. I gotta put them on the market. But I feel like at the same time it's like, okay, do I do I sell now and take a little less value or do I hold off like if he blows up on the Patriots I'm definitely. I'm not. This trade. This is like. This is like. Uh, if you ever been to Cedar Point, like the top thrill dragster, right? Right. Super sweet ride. Only lasts about twenty five seconds. Mm-hmm. You take off. You go one hundred sixty seven miles an hour. You go straight up. Straight up. up come straight, straight down, down. Rides over. Yep. This is Josh Gordon. I think. I think. Even if it's even if it's good, if it's good early, I think it's to be real good. Yeah. It's, once you get to the off, and even if it goes for the rest of the year, it's good. Here's the thing: he's not getting through the off season. He's motivated because he needs to get paid. He it's it's not that he wants to get paid. Dude needs to get paid, and 
where is the best place for a guy to get paid? It, it's not Cleveland with our quarterback situation and our offensive situation. It's getting the heck out of Dodge, getting to a team that has a great quarterback, which he has managed to do, however he managed to do it, which, you know, if that stuff was true, you know, that he was forcing his way out, who knows? But he's gotten somewhere where he's going to be able to get paid. What What do you think is going to happen to Josh Gordon when he gets paid? Oh, oh, he's going to party. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, for sure. So he'll, I mean, even if even if he stays clean, you know, now and does well and gets into the playbook and, and is motivated, it's still a short-term thing for me. You know what I mean? That's why you can either sell now while, pe- while people are just going gaga over this guy because he, he's going to New England, or you can wait to see what happens and the bottom might drop out. And then you could, or or you know, he does well, and you sell. You're not going to get like a much better package. Do you think you get like two first round picks instead of a first and a second? Like that's what you got away right no, now. I'm excited about that offer, the 2021st right. and 2022nd. I'm excited about that. But one, it's a good team, so it's a really late first and it's a late second. I mean, he just won a championship last sure. year. Yeah, yeah. It, even without Josh Gordon, he's still the favorite to win this year. Uh, his team's not that old where in 2020 it's not going to be that bad either. It's right. just, no, he's got like Todd Gurley. He's got a bunch of good players, yeah. It's just I have a really good team in that league as well. Uh, I can compete as well. And to me, well, him and three receivers, like I, I relied on Josh Gordon this year to be competitive. So and, that's where I'm torn. If I didn't need if I didn't lead him, that he'd be gone. He, I would have took that off for two seconds. Right, ago. and that's why I hesitate to just say, you know, ship him off because there, I know there are situations like you're talking about, you're describing right now where you would just keep the guy. And I would keep the guy too. That's why yeah, I don't want to keep. It's him, so hard in in an in you know like a vacuum to make some of these trade calls because, you know, if you, if you've got legitimately three wide receivers, and you don't really have a good fourth one other than Josh Gordon, and you're competing, and you'd be giving it to the guy you're competing against, it just it doesn't even make sense to make that trade to be honest. But word, um, in a vacuum, I'm trying to get out from underneath Josh Gordon shares either now. For the first and the second, or your or the bottom might drop out. I'm in a vacuum. I'm all with you in that one. Yeah. All right. Let's do what the Browns did, and let's move on. So Ryan Fitzpatrick. I just tweeted out before the podcast started. I said, you know, two weeks ago, or two weeks in, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is the number one overall fantasy scorer. Matt Breda leads the NFL in rushing. Austin Eckler is the number nine overall fantasy running back. Deshaun Jackson is the number three overall fantasy wide receiver. Fantasy football is so easy to predict. So easy. Who would not have known that, you know, before the season started? Ryan Fitzpatrick, the number one overall fantasy scorer. I think he scored the most points combined for week one and two in fantasy football history. The guy is dominating, comes out, looks fabulous at the podium afterwards after last week, right? Kudos to you, Josh. Went in there, Ryan. Went in there and stole all of Deshaun Jackson's clothes. Yeah, basically. he's like, Deshaun Jackson, I love your style, babe. Oh, Give me that good stuff. stuff, man. Good uh, stuff. You know, I'm going to look at me, look Conor McGregor, look Deshaun Jackson. I'm going to be the greatest looking quarterback in NFL history. And guess what? He pulled off because he looked like the greatest NFL quarterback in history. I'd follow that guy anywhere. Harvard. Harvard. Uh, that guy's pretty smart. He knows what he's doing out there. Yes, he does. So right now, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Deshaun Jackson killed. Deshaun Jackson, number three overall fantasy receiver, Matt. Killing it. Disgusting. And we talked about this uh, in the offseason, how there was some frustration. And we were talking about the Chris Godwin talk about how a lot of reports came out that Deshaun Jackson had a lot of looks where he was open, but Jameis Winston just wasn't seeing him. Right. Which is crazy. And here now he comes in, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is seeing him. And, and hitting him. And dominating. Yeah. 
Where do we stand in Dynasty Fantasy Football with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Deshaun Jackson? Mostly saying, one, with Ryan Fitzpatrick, when Jameis comes off his suspension, does he get his job back? Two, are we holding Deshaun Jackson because, you know, this is something if Ryan Fitzpatrick does stay. I guess it's a hand-to-hand question because... They're, they're definitely linked, I think. Yeah, yeah. because if Jameis has missed him last year, what's going to cause him to miss him this year? What's going to stop him. Yeah, yeah. Stop him from missing him, yeah. Um, here's the deal. So this is probably... I mean, we've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick have good moments before. Right in in the past, yes. he's he's been fantasy relevant, and then it's kind of always been a consistency thing with him. He did it on teams like the Jets and the Bills, who maybe weren't equipped with the kind of weapons that he's got here in Tampa Bay. So I think we're seeing uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's you know boom with much better surrounding cast than he's had in the past. So that's why I think his boom is bigger than it normally is. So while, yes, I'm willing to ride this Ryan Fitzpatrick thing out, and I do think they're going to continue on with him beyond, you know, week three when when Jameis is able to come back. I think that's the smart thing for Dirk Cutter to do, if the guy values his job anyway, um, is is to continue on with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm just not sure that Ryan Fitzpatrick is... Is going to be. I mean, this is an unsustainable amount of, of fantasy points. You know, fifty and then thirty eight. But but you could see him. You know, coming back down to earth and getting into that twenty five uh, twenty five point per game type of range pretty easily. That's pretty good. And and and. But then you're always going to be looking out for the dud week because he's done it before. He'll throw four picks in a game or something yeah. like that. And 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 that's going to happen. And it, the question is whether or not. If he strings together two or three of those games in a row, oh, Jameis will be back for sure. Are, are they going right back to Jameis? Yeah, I don't think it's to be a long leash. So that's the thing. But you know, it could be one of those years, Matt. Those, it, he's he's a smart dude. He's a real smart and, dude. I mean, he's just maybe after years and years, he just put together. Like he said the weapons around him. It's just one of those. Like he said, he came out and said this this system fits my skill set perfectly. And we say it all the time. It's not like when we went back and we were talking about Alvin Kamara. Like, is Alvin Kamara the best running back in the NFL? No, but the system fits him perfectly. Right. And a lot of times that's what it comes down to a lot of these NFL players is you, you were talking about with Mariota earlier. Right. Can you find a system that fits you perfectly? Because if you can, you could really excel just because it fits your skill set. If that's true, and that's how Ryan Fitzpatrick play feels, and you got Chris Godwin out there, O.G. Howard's now locked in, and Cameron Brate's not, he's a, he's a second thought at this point. I mean, I think we kind of ca- we kind of called that earlier as well. You called it more than I did. Yeah, I'll admit that. Um, but you know, it, I think it, it maybe does last all year, and maybe Jameis does ride the bench, and maybe Jameis Winston's not a Tampa Bay Buck for the long term going forward. Maybe they do wash their hands because remember they're saying that before even week one are saying, hey, if Fitzpatrick comes out here and does well, some people think the Bucks hope he does so they can find a way to get wash their hands of Jameis Winston because they're kind of sick of this stuff too. And we'll find out. I mean, so- Jameis has a um, he has a long way to go as a leader. Do you know what I mean? And and Ryan Fitzpatrick is there. And you want to eat those W's? Like 
That is That's how you motivate somebody? That is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. <laughs> and I think you will agree with me there. I think you've said that. Oh man, that that, that speech was U G L Y and then got no alibi. Right. It's so, ugly. so I mean Ryan Fitzpatrick I think is a guy that I mean, even did you see like the weird beard rub that, that Ryan Fitzpatrick and his <laughs> offensive linemen did? Yeah. Like these dudes are bonding in ways that, you know, like Jameis Winston and his weird licking of his fingers. They just Who wants to bite of this W? Right. No thanks. No thanks, weirdo. Beat it. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I think I think Dirk Utter is not. He's not. I don't think he's going to be stupid enough to go back to Jameis Winston at this point. All right. Are you? So, are you, if you own Deshaun Jackson, are you selling? I guess if you're not a championship, contender. if you're not a championship contender, and you and, and you've been sitting on this guy, right? That's that's the thing. Like the the one league that I own him in is, is like a. It's the Scott Fishbowl, and I'm I couldn't be happier that I got him. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. There's no way no one's gonna be able to pry that guy from me this year, and, but that's a redraft type of thing. In Dynasty, you know he's getting up there in age. There's no guarantee that he'll be able to sustain this level. But it's not like the guy the guy wins with speed, and he's still fast. Yeah, it's number three overall uh, fantasy score behind Tyree Kill and Michael Thomas only. And for me, I feel like if you want to sell him, I think the best bet to get max values kind of hold off if you do want to sell them still hold off a little bit more because I, I feel like people will still be a little gun shy this early in the season for a deshaun jackson if anyone wanted to offer me a first obviously i would take that but nobody's gonna offer you a first deshaun jackson right now no but i feel like if, once we get to week six if seven, you get, if you he's get still a top six fans receiver then you'd be able to if you really get past if you get past week three you know and fitzpatrick is still the guy then I think his value starts going up for the for And that's the, your selling point. That's, that's your foothold. That's where you could be like, hey, they're going with Fitzpatrick for the year. You know, my team is going the wrong way. Your team is on the rise. Boom. There's a market here. Let's 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 do it. You know? Nice. Going the wrong way. Take this trip to Garden Grove. Let's do it. Um moving on. So Aaron Jones comes back finally. He does. He's gonna come back. Yeah. You got Jamal Williams there and this is something that I've been preaching against. I've been an anti-Jamal Williams guy for, I don't know, well, since, since, since the draft. Right, since last year when he's drafted. When, when, when that wing, big tangent, I still remember as clear as day when everybody was like, why would you draft Jamal Williams when you could just draft Aaron Jones two rounds later? Yeah. Um, so he's coming back. Right now, Jamal Williams looks like just a guy, right? Is that fair? That, that's pretty fair. I mean, he had you know a little bit a little bit better fantasy production with the three receptions last week. But Matt, he's wide receiver thirty nine overall, or running back number thirty nine overall. I said it's fair. That's not even a wide receiver running back three. He at least got double digit numbers this past week. He did horrible week one, four point seven points. Okay, well I don't give a rat's ass if it was four point eight points. Okay, he's wide receiver thirty nine overall, or Run, running back thirty nine overall. That's not even a top running back three. And that offense, I need production. Yeah, Bat Eddie Lacy could do it. Jamal Williams, you need to do it too. Here comes Aaron Jones. I've been preaching all my redraft shows, you know, because I'm doing this TV show now. They put my face on TV. I do TV now and for Fox Sports. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, just rising up the charts. That's me. Well, you're like you're like a D level now, right? Yeah, I'm like a I'm like a T level celebrity. T level. Pretty right. much, you know. I go to I go from ESPN radio to Fox Sports TV. Nice. Right in before the Indians games. So famous. So famous. Uh, want my autograph later? I'll pass. <laughs> Most people would. I'll sell. I'll sell for a high five. How about that? <laughs> I'll just go put on my dynasty nerd shirt. Right. So even on then, I was saying all everywhere I can get voice it. I'm like, listen, you want to get some Aaron Jones shares? You want to draft this guy? Because John Williams is start the year, and you know unless he starts burning hot, I was like, which he may, 
which he may, because everybody in that offense could look pretty fabulous, right? It's like it's like somebody at a bar after at two in the morning when you start drinking at two in the afternoon. You know, fabulous. People are looking pretty, pretty fabulous. They're like, hey, are you talking to me? Like, you want to come home with me? I don't care, elephant. Let's go. I'm like, that's a real elephant. I'm like, I don't care. I'm in love. Uh, Jamal Williams to me is just a guy. Aaron Jones is more explosive. He's more dynamic. He can catch the ball well. They're not really using Ty Montgomery out there in Green Bay that much as well. So it's pretty much like the Jamal Williams show. That's about the change. And they might start it slow. You know, they might pull Usher in and do a little nice and slow in there in Green Bay. But listen, they're going to pump that movie, move, music up. The jams are about to kick in. I'm saying by week six, it's going to be the Aaron Jones show. See that little slow progression, kind of like Alvin Kamara had last year. A little slow progression. Hit it week four. It's like, this, this is going to be about week five, I think. And I don't disagree with you that Aaron Jones is a better running back than both the other guys that are there. I'm saying go out there and make moves for Aaron Jones. Okay. I'm pulling out the old uh the juice is gonna be way worth the squeeze where whatever you give up is gonna be worth it i'm giving up listen to me listen to me listen to me i don't think it would take this but i'd be willing to give up if i'm a championship caliber team a 2019 first for aaron jones whoa you look you're gonna come crazy you look crazy listen to me i can see that look in your eyes listen to me i feel this in my fantasy bones Huh. Feel it. Aaron Jones is going to come out here. I, just, I mean, just the way Jamal Williams is looking, that's not enough. That's not enough for Aaron Rodgers. That's not enough for Devontae Adams. You think Jimmy Graham, after all these years, is going to tolerate this nonsense? No. That's my fist. Hitting the table. He demands awesomeness. Jamal Williams is not bringing the awesomeness. Aaron Jones is. Find a way. Now, listen, I don't even think you have to give up a first for Aaron Jones. I'm just telling you how far I would go. All right, that's the end game for me. When push comes to shove, they shove me back with the, I want a first. I'm falling over. Fine, I'll do it. I guess. I just told you before I can only bend over once, but apparently I'm gonna bend over twice. Give me Aaron Jones. Give me Aaron Jones. I All need right. him. Now listen, I may be wrong, and I may say listen too many times. You you love yourself some Aaron Jones. Put it that way. But let's put it this way: I love myself some Aaron Jones. You love yourself some Aaron. Matt, Jones. I'm just telling you. You might not agree with me. You might think I'm kind of there, but he's going to be somebody. I think definitely in PPR leagues, that's going to be a game changer. That's going to finish as, okay. If he finishes as, as a year coming in as week two or coming in week three as a high end running back two, do you not think that's good value for 19 first getting a high end running back two for a young guy running back? It, oh no, it definitely is, man. I, I would, I mean, if he establishes himself as the guy in green Bay uh-huh. and he's, I mean, he's not going to come in at 250 pounds. I think you're you're good. You're good. You're good to go. I mean, I think that was Fat Eddie's biggest problem. You know, it wasn't that he was terrible at running back. Oh yeah, you confused me. Like Aaron Jones is only 250 pounds. Right. Exactly. Okay. Because because he's he doesn't have an eating problem, um, like Fat Eddie did. He loves food. So Where, yeah. Where's okay. Fat Eddie today? Uh, at the buffet. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So jealous of Fat Eddie. So um. Yeah, I mean Aaron Jones. I I totally lost my train of thought, but Aaron Jones is, is is a good running back. He's a quality guy, and and obviously a great great offense. But you can't wait. You can't wait for him to show him that he could be that guy because once you do, he's not going to be obtainable then because you're not going to get him for a 19 first. Nope. All right, you got to give up more. You got to give up the heat. And listen, right now it's a little chilly back here on Aaron Jones. People are still excited about him. Some people, I'm telling you, you can get him. 
find a way to get them is all I'm saying. You don't have to give up first, but try, you know? Open the door a little bit, and when they do, when they try to close that door on you, just put your foot back in there. Just get your get a foot in there. Not so fast, Pat Sajak. I got something to say. I'll give you my first. (gasps) Doors wide open. Oh, my God. Slide right in. I believe it, Matt. Inch by inch like a gentleman. (laughs) Just a dip Mm -hmm. of Aaron Jones' greatness. Moving on, shall we? So here's something. And in last week's podcast, before the podcast started, I said, oh, I want to tell everybody why I think they should sell David Johnson. Completely forgot to do it. Totally forgot to do it. Podcast ends. I upload into the system and I go, oh, <sighs> I totally forgot to talk about David Johnson. So just so I don't come. So I, I just knew I didn't want to come on here in week two and just come on a podcast and say it like, oh, now I'm just in Jabana case. Somebody had another bad week. So I really tweeted. I, I, I saw your tweet. Yes. The day the podcast came out, I retweeted like, oh, and I missed my chance to talk about selling David Johnson. All right. Now, it's funny. I tweeted that out on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Since Wednesday, a lot of people have all of a sudden been saying, oh, you should sell David Johnson. Well, all these people don't have crystal balls like myself. Funny how that works out. But listen, people, I say listen too much. I think I do that in a TV show, too. My wife's like, you say listen too much. Well, listen, I need people to listen. Yeah, it's because you have kids and you're always saying it. Listen to me, damn it. Shut your damn yapper. <laughs> um, so here's why I think you should sell David Johnson. And some of you might think it's Claire's day. Convince me. Now, for the most part, this isn't on David Johnson himself, okay? Even though his production's down, you know, just his overall talent level does not look the same. That's one. But that's a small fraction of it, okay? Of David Johnson himself is a very, like if we had a pie scale here, like, it'd be that little, like, the little wedge, like the wedge of pizza you don't want would be of, his, of actually David Johnson himself, okay? David Johnson, I know he just signed that three-year deal. So we're doing a pie graph. Yes. And this, the pie graph is reasons why you're going to sell David Johnson. 10% of that is going to be David Johnson himself. Gotcha. Okay? You know, you're having a bad two games. Some of that's going to be put on yourself, regardless. 10% set. that. 15%, and only 15%, because he's probably not going to be there after this year, is Mike McCoy. <laughs> right. Mike McCoy sucks as an offensive coordinator. The dude blows. Dude was once a head coach once because of Peyton Man. Only because of Peyton Man. The dude blows. He's not even throwing David Johnson to football at all. And people are like, hey, you need to throw David Johnson to football. You don't even have that many people to throw the football to. Period. And, and, and they're not using him out wide. They're not, like, using him creatively at all. No. It's like, hey, we got this guy that can that can be mismatches all over the all over the field, but we're just going to line him up in the eye formation and, and hand him the ball. Correct. Yes. So that's a, that's a big problem. That's a big problem. Yep. So that causes fancy points. Do you know running back David Johnson's not even a top two running back so far in the season, Matt? He's played every game. He's running back 27. Whoa. That's a running back three. That's okay. a RB3. Uh, he's not getting any younger. Was he twenty seven? Uh, I don't think he's that twenty six. Uh, look, look that up. Why I keep talking? Go ahead. Okay, so he's not getting any younger, regardless. Twenty six. He'll be twenty seven in December. Okay, so he's going to be twenty eight going the the next year, mm-hmm. which is still no good. Well, he'll be yeah next year. Twenty seven going on twenty eight next year. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We'll be older. Yep. He just got older just now. Yeah. Oh, he just got older again. We're gonna, like, we're gonna keep doing this, or no? We won't keep doing <laughs> it. Right, yeah. That's a, <laughs> my favorite Mitch Hedberg joke. He's like, "Here's a picture of me when I was younger," and he's like, "Aren't all pictures of you when you're younger?" <laughs> By very definition. So, yes. you know that that's not good. Now, my biggest concern is 
this isn't something I've been just all of a sudden when the season started. I said, I've said this. I told you this before the season started that I was really nervous about David Johnson. Why was I worried about David Johnson? Well, the offensive line wasn't that great. The team wasn't that great. And, and moving on from a great offensive mind to basically a defensive-minded yes, head coach. Yeah, yeah. Just get, who does not know what's going on there. And, you, and you're going to put the offense in Mike McCoy's hands, so now you're in even worse shape. I mean, you got Larry Fitzgerald. You think Larry Fitzgerald is sticking around after this shit show? Hail to the no. This dude's out of here after this year for 100%. Arizona Cardinals are the worst team in the NFL. They're worst ba- team. They're bad, man. Yeah. I mean, them and Buffalo are walking hand in hand down the street. Told you Buffalo is gonna be terrible. Told you, I told you this months ago. And then here's Arizona walking hand in hand. They're gonna be skipping to the number one overall pick, and whoever doesn't cross that finish line first, hand in hand, are gonna second overall pick. Arizona is a mess. Sam Bradford's got a combined. I think Al Bundy threw for more yards in one high school game than Sam Bradford's got in two NFL games combined. That team looks terrible. They're not moving the ball. They're not going to score any points. You can stack the box versus David Johnson all day long because there's nothing nowhere else to go. Then you go ahead and throw in that fragile rookie if you want. He's going to get hurt. You're going to put Sam Bradford back in and again. Anyways, David Johnson's in trouble, and he's going to be in trouble all year long. And his value because of this is just going to keep plummeting and plummeting and plummeting. And now there's going to be some people out there. I had somebody when I tweeted this out <clears throat> goes, oh, thanks. This this is my reminder to unfollow you. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Didn't, didn't need you anyways. You stick with David Johnson. You ride that train. Ride that train right down to the Marion Trench, deep into the abyss where you're never, ever going to be seen again. His value is going to drop. And the only thing you're going to hope is somehow they just magically get a lot better going into next year. When they lose Larry Fitzgerald and you don't have that many more offensive weapons around them. Now, I know they have a lot of salary cap, too. But now you're going to another year where we probably just got banged up. Won't surprise me if David Johnson gets hurt again because they're going to, he's going to keep getting Walt behind that line. I mean, who does he think he is? Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend? He's going to be like Danica Patrick. Just get beat every single time. Oh, my not God. Not going to come up. Not going to be successful here. His value right now is still going to – he's still going to have some appeal in people's eyes, right? He's still going to look kind of good. It's still only 11 o'clock at the bar, Matt. People are still looking pretty good. Well, wait, does that work? No. Who cares? You know where I'm going. Well, uh, 11 o'clock. If you've been there since 2, like you said, they're looking good. He still looks good. <laughs> you didn't wake up yet. Yeah. So there's still really good value there in David Johnson. I feel like you can go out there and better your team, not only for this year, but for the long term on David Johnson. Again, this isn't all on David Johnson. It's a situation, situation. We talked about situation and scheme before, how it can help somebody. At the same time, scheme and situation can destroy somebody. This is going to destroy David Johnson's fantasy value. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's the, no way this is going to get better. No way. Right. I mean, literally, the, no way. The va- the value of David Johnson was him gaining almost a thousand yards and receiving on top of, of around a thousand yards in rushing. If you, if you take that away from him, it's it's not like he's anything special. You know what I mean? He's a he's a running back too. If he's just going to rush the ball and hope for touchdowns in this anemic offense, so it, it's. Yeah, I'm I'm, gonna, I'm with you from that from that standpoint. If something doesn't change and they don't start throwing him the ball, you know, he had one catch for three yards. He had two targets. Matt, do you know how many yards Sam Bradford had in that game? I don't want to venture a guess, but Matt, not he many. had ninety yards passing. That's atrocious. Matt, he had ninety yards passing, and it had to have been most of it to Larry Fitzgerald, I would imagine, right before he. Tweaked, yeah, I think he went out for a little bit with a tweaked hamstring. But Larry Fitzgerald led the team in receiving with three catches for 
for 28 yards. Now, <sighs> granted, this is versus the Rams defense, and they're right. pretty solid. Yeah. They were playing from behind, though, that entire game. Exactly. They were throwing the entire time, and David Johnson got one catch for three yeah. yards. You think this is like like the like Saquon Barkley did in the game, where he caught all those passes in the game because they were playing catch-up. They kept doing a dumb-up pass. Where's the dumb? Where's my garbage? Where's the hur- Where's the hurry up? Like no huddle stuff to get get the up the tempo going and stuff. Yeah, it's, and listen, it's, it's troubling, man. The whispers have become talks, and once the talks become talks, where there's smoke, there's fire. His value his is plummeting. Start going down right yep. before your eyes. Get out today. Get out today, and maybe not today. Maybe you come back week three because everybody's saying maybe you know Steve Wilkes is like, oh yeah, they're saying throw the throw the ball more to David Johnson, uh, Mike McCoy. That's what the people in the paper are saying. Uh, I don't want to get fired after my first. Why don't, why don't you throw in the ball? Okay, we'll throw in the ball a little bit more. Maybe it's a little bit of a boost. Maybe he has four catches for eight yards. <laughs> a little bit of a boost there, Matt. Ooh. A little, little booster seat for the baby. Um, I'm selling David Johnson. I'm going out. I'm I'm going. Here's what I'm doing. I'm going to every team in my league. Every single team. And I'm proposing a trade. Everyone's involved in David Johnson. I'm trying to get what I want off of every single team. If they don't have players I want, I'm trying to get draft picks. If they have a crappy team, hey, I'll give you David Johnson for your first this year and your first in 2020. Trying to milk it as much as possible. Oh, I'm milking that teat. I am milking it. Mm. So I am selling David Johnson. Meanwhile, you said sell you on this. Are you holding David Johnson? Uh... No, I don't. I don't. I I think it's time to sell as well. So I sold you. Yeah, I think so. I just, I mean, obviously, if they're not going to use him how he's been used in the past, I'm with you, man. It's it's time to get rid of this guy out of town and 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 before his value takes a total crap. Oh, it's been on decline. I warned you before the season started, but hey, people were taking this dude. I had I had Alvin Kamara ranked ahead of him in my redraft rankings, like for all my stuff. And people were like, "What are you doing? Dude? I'm taking David Johnson number one overall." I'm like, "Dude, I wouldn't take him number one overall." I don't even take him ahead of Alvin Kamara. You're out your mind. And nobody should have even taken him ahead of Melvin Gordon. What a value that guy is. Hmm. Under Christian McCaffrey, pff, better than David Johnson, famous football You want to talk value, you go to Austin Eckler, his teammate. Yeah, Austin Eckler, that guy. Number nine overall running back. That guy's pff, killing it. That team's just killing it. Two fans, what do they think they're Atlanta Falcons with Mike Shanahan as their, uh, Kyle Shanahan as their coach? Looks like they're going to be able to sustain this. I mean, it's not like it's not like – um, Austin Eckler needs a, a ton of touches to get through his yards either. I mean, he only had 11, 11 attempts, 77 yards, and, uh, and then another three receptions for 21 yards. So, I mean, he gets the he gets to the yardage total with not a lot of touches. So, yeah. I mean, four, 14, yeah, exactly, 14 touches and you get, you know, 98 yards. The week before that he had um, – he only had five, five attempts – rushing attempts at five receptions, and he got well over 100 yards. My so. people, he's the number nine overall PPR fantasy running back, Austin Eckler, number nine. He's explosive, man. He's Mind a- blown. It's only week two. We always see crazy things here now, too. But let's watch this stuff sustain out. Let's move on. Right on. Pat Mahomes looks fabulous. Comes with a cost. Yes, Tyreek Hill, the number two overall fantasy wide receiver. Cream Hunt, number 31 overall fantasy running back. Is this... The beginning of the end of Kareem Hunt being considered an elite top end running back. No, I mean I don't. I know. I mean I think there'll probably be less games where he's scoring thirty, but right. I think he'll be able to score fifteen like he did this past week, fifteen to twenty, pretty regularly. The first game was. I'm I'm gonna 
I'm going to set aside a lot of the stuff that happened in first games. I mean, the first week of oh, for the sure. NFL seasons. It's is, rough. It takes a couple of weeks to get in the flow of things. This is when they do training camps. Exactly. So, um, I mean, even this, this past week, I mean, he's still got 15 points, and that still might be him just getting warmed up as well and, and them getting kind of used to the offense. The only thing I'm worried about about Kareem Hunt is in Washington, Chris Thompson's catching 14 footballs. And Kansas City, that's not going to be really the offense, the way the offense is rolling. No, out. yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously with Pat Mahomes, it is much more of a vertical offense than it had been in the past with Alex Smith. And Alex Smith really took that, like you were saying, right to Washington. And and, and Chris Thompson's is is really benefiting there, catching a ton of these short passes from Alex Smith. But um, I don't think they're going to completely ignore him. I mean, he is a he's still a very special runner. He's got awesome, amazing balance and contact balance and ability to fight through things and, and gain extra yards. So I don't think they're going to completely go away from him. I mean, just look at Andy Reid's history. He's always kind of had a guy that, that catches passes. So I don't think he's going to even, you know, going back to like Brian Westbrook and stuff like that before Jamal Charles. So I, I don't think it's going to be one of those things where it's, where it's the, he totally falls by the wayside. But there are, there are more miles to feed. So there may be weeks um, where he does have, you know, the, the 10 point, the low range of the double digits instead of like these 20, 25, 30 point games that maybe you got used to last year. Just search where he was drafted. Like if you did a startup, that, that's not what you were looking for. Right. No, I totally so agree. So perceived with that. value going into the year to what you're getting is what I'm talking about. I still agree. I like Kareem Hunt. He's, I'm, I love his skill set. Uh, I, I think, you know, what I'm seeing after the first two weeks, though, I think Pat Mahomes does hurt his value slightly. Right. Like slightly to more of like, a low-end running back one, you know, maybe at times is a high-end running back two. Somebody who's really good who you like, but, like, man, I sure – like, you're always like, man, I wish I had Christian McCaffrey or I wish I had this guy. Right, and then and that's partially, I think, going to be a product of, you know, the, the switch in the offense, but it's also a product of there's just so many talented running backs. Do you know what I mean? There's been such an influx in the past two, three years at the running back position that – he might be a low end running back one, but that doesn't mean that he's no good, and that doesn't mean that he's not putting up great fantasy numbers. Oh, for sure. I mean, running back one is the fabulous thing they own. Pat Mahomes, where does he sit as far as your say super? Okay, say we're talking super flex here, right? Where do you take Pat Mahomes? Just in quarterback order. So, who are you taking one? Who are you take? I mean, who are you taking? Here's a better thing. Question, a way to look at it. Who are you taking above? Pat Mahomes right now in a super flex startup. Uh, Rodgers? Yeah, I think you have to. All right. Track record and all. I mean, this has been two games for Patrick Mahomes, and they've looked awesome. But, um, well, okay. three so, games, I guess, if you okay, go back so you to have, last year. So you have Rodgers. Okay, I'll give you Rodgers. Sure. All right. All right. Deshaun Watson or Pat Mahomes? Pat Mahomes, but I, I wasn't that high in Deshaun Watson coming in. So Carson Wentz or Pat Mahomes? Hmm. Now you're, I mean, now you're starting to get into it, you know, because uh, obviously Carson Wentz has, lo- has has looked great for a full year, but now he's injured. So there's like there's that little bit of of hesitation there because of the injury, um, and he he hasn't you know necessarily bounced back as quickly as they had hoped either. Pat Mahomes, number two overall fantasy scoring quarterback on the year, trumps Kirk Cousins at number three by 16 fantasy points. Uh, the way I look at it is, I would take right now. I would personally take Pat Mahomes probably number two overall. 
But after but, Aaron Rodgers and that's but, but honestly with the youth, I would just I, I don't know if I would even want to take with what he's shown me already and with that coach, Andy Reid. Remember we talked about Andy Reid with what he did with Vic, right? With the with the long term of dynasty and the point differential, I mean, right now Pat Mahomes is the number two fantasy overall scoring quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers is where it is Aaron is number ten. So again, it's just week two, but already we're talking about a twenty a twenty six point differential between the two after week one. So that's almost a full week he has to catch up with there, Rodgers. To me, I will listen to an argument you can make off of two games, which again it's lunacy to put anything in stone. But if I did a startup draft today of everything I've seen after week two. I'm taking Pat Mahomes as my number one fantasy super flex quarterback. He's got Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's skill set. We talked about this in the offseason, oh, yeah. if it worked out. Fits his game to a T. The way he throws the ball and his accuracy on those deep balls is disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah, that no, that's what's really astounding. Um when you when you look back and I remember watching his his film, it was pretty maddening to watch because he he would make some excellent throws, but then he would he would then look so uncoordinated and awkward making some of those. Sin a year helps, man. Some of the throws in college that I it was one of those guys where he was like, you know, if he figures it out, gets his footwork right, he'll be excellent. If he doesn't, he could be a complete mess and, and just be one of these guys that can't hit the broads out of a barn. And it looks like sitting for the year and being with Andy Reid has been you know a miracle cure for it. all his weird footwork that he used to be doing in college he looks awesome the accuracy is there i love the situation the arm strength i mean has never been questioned mobility yeah it's all there i mean everything you're asking for out of a quarterback he's got and i know that's crazy i know it's jumping the gun but sometimes listen if you want to win in leagues like this and you want to get a player of that caliber caliber sometimes you do got to jump the gun and you got to you got to you got to foresee a little bit yeah you got to take some risk and yep. for me i mean again you're splitting hair i mean if you got aaron Rodgers, so be it but i mean aaron Rodgers is gonna have on your team for the next four years maybe wouldn't you rather have pat mahomes for the next 12 years on your dynasty team R- right, over yeah. four years absolutely that's the way i look at it and if you took if you took a guy like carson wentz okay no harm no foul Sean Watson, frame wise, a little you know, a little rougher, a little than bit that. more frail, yeah. But if I go back, I'm taking Pat Mahomes as my number one overall super flex quarterback. Um, I have to adjust my rankings quarterly, even for dynasty. Again, we we adjust our rankings accordingly on a weekly basis. I think as of right now, after two weeks, from what I've seen, after two weeks, I am totally okay with naming Pat Mahomes my number one overall fantasy quarterback. And listen, I have the right to change my mind after week three, week four. Things change. I mean, he's obviously one of the hottest commodities probably at the quarterback position right now in Dynasty. Like, a lot of people are trying to trade for him. Don't see it slowing down. Right. Yeah, neither do I. Don't see it slow. You know what? Actually, go in my Superflex leagues and go make some crazy offers for him tonight before somebody listens to this podcast. (laughs) Maybe they'll accept before they listen. And they go, wait a minute. Rich really loves him. I'm going to jack up the price. Nope. Nope. That's my best offer. That's it. Sorry. Um, Moving on, because we're almost at an hour here, uh, about a minute and a half for an hour here. I don't think we're going to be able to get to our top 12 breakdowns of each position. Yeah, we might have to save that for next week. That's all right, because it was one of those things that we can't do every week. So yeah, it may be so like, week three. Yep. Maybe be less to talk about week three. Yep. <laughs> Child, please. Um, well, we'll have a better grasp of the top 12 anyway. You know let's I mean? burn through a couple of these then. These are a couple guys buying or selling for you, all right? So here we are. We got it right where we want to be anyways. Buy, sell. I'll ask you. You come back at me. I'll tell you if I agree or disagree. We'll try and make it quick, though. 
Alex Collins, running back 33 in a year. Are you buying or are you selling his long-term value or just of him for the rest of the year? Um, I'm not really clear on what you're asking, but I don't. Are I'm, you buying or selling? I'm, I'm selling him. Okay. Yeah. Running just, back 33? Running back 33. I, Why? I, mean, I just think the way that they're using him, um, Buck Allen, obviously they're even giving him goal line carries at this point. And if if he's Alex Collins is just going to be a first and second down guy – and they're not even going to give him the touchdowns. He just doesn't have a lot of value. That's me agreeing. That's okay. my agree button. That sounded yeah. horrible. We need to get a real soundboard. It's a tab yep. of a uh, lacroix, lacroix, lacroix. Right. Things. I don't well, know. I'm not French. Yeah, I don't know. I, my, I've hated these things, and then my wife made me drink them. All of a sudden, now I can drink them. Starting literally this year, it took me 39 years of my life to finally be able to drink one of these. Yeah, I've heard, I've seen some funny tweets of what people think of the flavor of those things. Oh, it's they're still they're tolerable at this point. Yeah. If I'm thirsty, I want no calories. I could tolerate. I could I could tolerate it. Not that great though. Um, Philip Lindsay, are you buying or are you selling Philip Lindsay? I'm buying at this point, man. The guy, um, it's a wide open competition. They're saying all of the things about you know going with the hot hand. He has been the hot hand. Um, the shows because they started Royce Freeman, but who came in the very next carry? Exactly, Philip Lindsay, mm-hmm. and he and he catches the ball nicely out of the backfield. He's been you know even doing well between the tackles this past week. So I'm buying Philip Lindsay. That's me agreeing, Matt. That's a really moving on. Sound effect. Hey, listen, I'm not Richie Rich over here. I'm Rich the podcaster. Right. Okay. On. Yep. Got to build some things. We don't charge people for anything. What am I supposed to do? Yep. Can't afford anything here. Barely gotcha. afford this electric bill. Moving on. Matt Breda, Matt, are you buying or selling Matt Breda, the guy who leads the NFL in Russian, Matt O'Hara, San Francisco 49ers, the most fantastic spark athlete out there, Matt Breda? Uh, I'm definitely buying, man, because... Uh, Ooh, look at you, about to run out of money. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, just look at the offense he's in. We, we've kind of always hinted at the guy, whoever the, whoever the guy was that ended up um, leading that, that um, backfield was going to be very valuable. We know that they can sustain more than one guy, but at this point, Breda is the guy. He's he's like the last man standing type of thing, so it's Breda. Everybody kept asking me, who's the running back to own in San Francisco right when McKinnon went down? I said, everybody else is going to say Alfred Morris to start, but the guy you want to own is Matt Breda. He's way more athletic. He's going to catch the ball better. Matt Bre- Alfred Morris does not catch the ball. you got to be a little bit worried if he can run the ball in between the tackles, but still, he's still going to hold value in that Kyle Shanahan uh, system. Oh, turns out he can run the ball between tackles. Only leads the NFL in rushing yards. Last week had 11 carries. Only turned into 138 yards and touchdown. Why? Because he's so explosive. He's great. He's a great uh, running back. He's a great weapon and a great, great awesome offense and a great system, which we've been said now over and over again. We're being redundant about it. I, too, am buying Matt Breda. Quincy Inouye, wide receiver, New York Jets. Comes out, big guy, six foot. Well, he's almost six foot four, six two, six four. Big guy. Sam Bradford loves him. Comes out this week, has another solid week. Not dominating the year, but still a solid wide receiver, too. Are you buying or are you selling Quincy Inouye? Um, I mean, he's got to have somebody to throw the ball to, but me, personally, I'm selling. I'm out on Quincy Inouye. I mean, he, dude had a neck injury. I mean, it's great that he came back from it. He looks good, but honestly, I, I'm, I'm not a big believer in Sam Darnold. I don't think he's going to have – Long-term success at the whoa, position. Whoa, whoa, so look at me. Where's my double disagree? I know. Wah, wah, wah. So we'll see this Thursday when he goes against the Browns and he poops himself. I, I think Sam Bradford will be a good uh, quarterback. And I think Sam I am. Sam Darnold. Sam Bradford. 
Sam Bradford will be a good quarterback someday, huh? In hell. Uh, yeah, Sam Darnold, I'm buying. Uh, Quincy Nua, I am okay with buying Quincy Nua as well because I think a lot of people still aren't big on him. We got to remember last year, he was somebody where the hype train really was on before everybody expected a breakout year for him before he did hurt his neck. He was a guy who, co- coming into the year, we thought we're gonna, it's going to be pretty solid. Comes in here, number one weapon, kind of like a nice, big, fast tight end he is out there. Reliable, catches the ball. Everybody's saying Robbie Anderson's going to be the guy, but Robbie Anderson's not even getting the targets. I like Quincy Nua this year. I think he still has youth on his side. I think you can get him for cheap. So for the right price, I'm a new, I'm buying a Nua because right now he's a wide receiver too. I could see that sustaining with the way they're utilizing him. Him finishing his wide receiver 24. You know, maybe he's a high end wide receiver three. If you can pay, pay pay a wide receiver price tag for a guy like a Nua, you can put him on your roster. You can start him. And the big thing here, Matt, is reliability. I think he's somebody you could trust every single week for a low end score. I think his low end. 10 points, 10 points every single week. I think you can count on him every single week for a team that for a lot of time probably will be playing from behind. I think you can count on him every week for double-digit points pretty much. Finishes a nice low-end wide receiver two on a year. I think that juice will be worth the squeeze. I am buying for this year. Obviously, if I'm rebuilding, I'm not buying him. But if I'm looking to get another wide receiver on my board, I am buying a new one. Last guy, Karrion Johnson. Karrion Johnson. This is it. I'm buying, man. You know, Theo, Theo Riddick, it looks like he had a little bit of a tweak in this past game, so he got a little bit more involved in the passing game. I think I think his value is just going to grow as the season goes, and they kind of they kind of give him more of a carry, the share of the carries. And now everybody likes Karen Johnson, but here's the thing. He hasn't done anything over the last couple of weeks. I'm saying buy Karen Johnson, too. I'm trying to go out there and get him. You see a lot of these rookie running backs, Matt, have already been on the moves in a lot of leagues, a lot of Twitter trades. You see a lot of these guys, Royce Freeman's, uh, Sony Michelle's, all these rookie running backs, serious guys have been getting traded because everybody wants instant production, right? What are you doing for me? What are you for doing for me? Karrion Johnson is something that I was big on early, and I think that he is going to very soon establish himself as the, the guy there. Like, peace out, LeGarrette Blunt. You're big. You're slow. No bueno. Theo Riddick, you're nice. PPR third down back, but that's what you are. And Karrion Johnson catches the ball really, really well. So we don't even really need that skill set as much. I think Karrion Johnson is really about to be here very soon as that third down back and start to establish himself as a really nice high end running back too. Right. I am buying Karrion Johnson, and I'm using this slow start to kind of put my foot in the door and say, hey, you know, can I get in there? You know, can I give you David Johnson and can I get Karrion Johnson and a tw- and a first? Can I do that? A lot of people are like, oh, that's a terrible trade. Two years from now, you're going to be looking at that if you use that first-round pick on somebody sweet because you listen to Dynasty Nerds podcast, and that's where you get all your rookie information. And Karrion Johnson's out there doing pretty solid. You're going to be like, oh, I won that trade. Da-da-da. Pat myself on the back like Rich does all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, obviously, as this guy's skill set, you know, gets kind of shown a little bit more, the nice thing about a guy like Karrion Johnson who could run the ball and catch the ball is – it makes your offense less predictable. I mean, when you bring in a guy like Theo Riddick, chances of you running between the tackles <laughs> pretty damn low. You know, chances are you're gonna you know either do a little a screen pass, a little dump off pass to him, or you're gonna be just flat out throwing the ball. So I mean, it pretty much telegraphs what you're gonna be doing as an offense when you have guys that are just good at one thing. You know, Legarrette Blunt, you're not gonna be throwing him the ball like you. No. Yeah. So. It, it's just telegraphing basically what what kind of play you're going to be running, and that just makes it so much easier for the for the defense to play you. So a guy like Karrion Johnson, you know, the, the the longer they get into the season, the more the more adjusted he gets to the program, 
pro game, the better it is going to be for that whole offense. And I'm pretty sure if the Lions don't have a 100-yard rusher this week, they break the all-time NFL rush and record uh, right of longest streak without having uh, a runner, yard. Yard yep. rusher. They're going to beat the Browns, which I think did it from like 1987 to like 1992, somewhere along those lines. So uh, good luck, Lions, for owning that record. Uh, in the meantime, that's it. That's a wrap. Hopefully, everybody has a good, solid week three. Remember, if you're 0-2, no big deal. Easily come back from 0-2. You got plenty of time. 0-3, easily come back for 0-3. 0-4, seen it done too. 0-5, kiss your season goodbye. It's four, over. 0-4, I did it. Yeah. I came see? back and won the championship 0-4. Boom, shakalaka. Never get worried. Yep. I love when people say, oh, you're 0-2, you're in 12th place. I don't give a rat's behind, buddy. Exactly. All right? Levy and Bell hasn't even showed up to play games yet. Come on, son. Back up off me. That guy might not be back till week 10. Oh, that dude didn't come back anytime. He's just out there supporting his rap albums and skiing and shit. Le'Veon. Get your ass in camp. How dare you? Get your ass in camp. Um, So in the meantime, we'll be back in week three to break down everything that happens in week three that we think is worth talking about because it's our show and we'll talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. In the meantime... If you want to talk about what you want to talk about, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure you check out DynastyNerds.com every single day. Always have these sweet-ass articles on there about Dynasty Fantasy Football. I like Fantasy Football. Definitely Dynasty Fantasy Football. I love it as well. So why not read some stuff on Dynasty Fantasy Football to make your little knowledge a little bit better? I love Knowledge is power. Yep. I'm okay with reading stuff as well. So get DynastyNerds.com. What? The more you know. Oh, is that reading Rainbow? No, it was like from when we were kids. Oh. Like. TV or ABC or one of those things. I'm whatever nerd. Uh-huh. We named a site after Matt. I was like, oh, I'm a dynasty guru. Matt's a nerd. Let's combine the two. Boom. There we go. Uh-huh. Dynastynerds.com. And off we get. That's how. It, and now you have a little backstory about all created. <laughs> Pipe down, nerds. Uh, so make sure you check out dynastynerds.com. Of course, if you click the you know the, the website every day, that's a, that's good for the site, right? We like that. Yeah, I think we get paid from like our Google ads or whatever. Yeah. We're, we're not advertisers, hence yeah. are no commercials. All these other people, they have commercials. Us, no way. Until we go to extra shows and we start asking you for money for those. Well, then there's that. Well, coming soon. But the shows are going to be designed to help you win, right? Absolutely, man. If you like the show, you wouldn't pay like five bucks a month to get four extra shows that are specifically designed just to help you win? I would. I would, too. Yeah. And you should, too. Come into a credit card near you. <laughs> we'll figure that. We've been saying it for months. Yep. We're just slow. Um, also, if you want to support the cup, okay, now if you want to support the site, if you want to do it financially, buy yourself one of those fantastic DynastyNerds.com t-shirts, the most comfortable t-shirt you'll ever wear, guaranteed to make you look prettier. Nice. And everybody wants to look prettier. Everyone loves that. Listen, Matt's really pretty, pretty, and he wants to look prettier. I, everyone always wants to His look wife pretty. tells me, he's like, yeah. she's like, my husband's really pretty. And I'm like, what about me? And she's like, ask your wife. And she doesn't tell me anything back. Crickets. I know. I'm sitting. I just depressed myself. Yep. But until I put on that dicey near sheet, <laughs> there you go. Shirt, and then she's all over me. She's manhandling me, thinking I'm Fabio. I think my wife's too young to know who Fabio is. Who? Fabio? No, I know who Fabio is. You're you're old. You, of course, you know who he is. Those long golden locks and big muscles. Yep. I never got the whole Fabio thing. At you know, like a young age, people were like like oh Fabio's dream. I saw him like you're kind of like you're like like Beauty and the Beast guy without like the hair, besides the blonde hair. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I, don't, I mean, I'm not really much of a guy judger. Cause that's not my bag, but. Sure. Yeah, I never, I never thought Fabio was, like, the best-looking guy around. No, nah, me neither. I'm like, you do better. Yeah. I mean, look at George Clooney. That guy's all right. I think, yeah. I think. That guy's way better looking than Fabio. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. I guess it's the best way to point it. All right. <laughs> I'm not a big George Clooney fan. I'm just trying to think anybody who's Fabio. I don't know why George popped in my head first. Whatever. So buy a Dyson t-shirt. If you want to do it for free, support the podcast for free. 
always go to iTunes, leave us a rating review. Helps the podcast more ways than one. Haven't got it. We didn't get a rating review last week. It's because you didn't ask for one. I did not ask for one. You're right. How dare you, people? How dare you? Double it up. I think we got like 654. Let's get to 660, people. Take your grandma's phone, leave us a rating review, and be done with it. Take your boss's phone, hook them up, subscribe. Yeah. Everybody just hit subscribe on everybody's phone. Subscribe, subscribe. We got an influx of like downloads. Like you have eight million downloads, and you're like, oh wow. And after two weeks, it like you don't actually download, so it just unsubscribes for you. That's all right. Christmas, Thanksgiving's coming up soon. You can just hit that resubscribe real quick on your phone, <laughs> real quick. Listen, everybody, we're gonna pray before we eat dinner. I need everybody to break out their phones. <laughs> I need you to open your podcast app, and I need you all to subscribe to the Dying Sinners podcast. And now we can eat. In the meantime. Is that it? Is that all I got to say? I think that's all we got. <laughs> you, don't, you just want me to end the show. Yes, I'll, I do. I'll go on forever. Just, we're only at an hour and 11 minutes. <laughs> this is rambling. All right. Well, we love you guys. Adios. Ready, set, put Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds. 